Welcome, everybody. So, we're going to do a bit of a different episode here. Well, it's kind of similar to all the episodes that I have been doing. Um, so, this is actually going to be a practical episode in a lot of ways. It's going to help you to unite what was divided and... Uh, so and and how we're going to do this is by seeing both sides of something. Um, we've talked about in, in episodes we've we talk about talk so like I talk about as if as if like you're in it with me like uh, actually making the episode, but you're you're not. People will say this is not really accurate, but I've talked about this before. But in a more serious kind of sense in a more political sense in a more scientific sense things like this we're going to go into this in a very practical kind of way uh because this is actually something that came to me the other day um dealing with uh, how the mind can kind of concentrate only on one side or level. And you can actually become aware of two sides at once and the usefulness of two sides at once. And there's many ways of doing this, not just in the political way, not just in the typical kind of way, like, oh, you know, become aware of two sides of the debate or the opinions, the two different opinions, whatever it is. Um, there's a lot that you can learn from this, actually, that goes deeper than this, actually, in my opinion, in some ways, and is not really talked about as, as, as much or at all, because it isn't really thought about in this way. Um, and there could be some arguments about how, because it isn't thought about in this way, it is creating more instability, but that might be another episode in the future. Anyways, um... So how do you do this? Um, there's a lot of ways to do this. Um, but I was watching some movies, watching some Christmas music uh, movies uh, on the Hallmark Channel with my uh, parents. And it was really interesting because... I've always become aware of how, like, generic in some ways a lot of these movies are. They're very similar in structure if you become aware of the structure of a movie. Um, if you become aware of any kind of structure of any t- type of movie, you got, you could actually see a lot of this as well. Um, and so the movies have, like, a basic... Starting point, a basic middle point, you know, a basic end point. Like, you start off, everything's going great. Um, this kind of, this kind of thing. Um, maybe it's about a relationship that ended and then it, and then begins again, whatever it is, things like this. And so it goes on and then there's a fight and then there's eventually getting back together and it makes it sweeter because of these kinds of things, right? Whatever it is. So what I've what become aware of doing when watching these kinds of things, whatever it is, because every every kind of 
uh, thing that you're watching has a kind of structure to it, you can literally become aware of the structure of it by uh, certain means, which I might um, talk about in a deeper episode. Anyways, um, and so what you can do is you can be aware of this fact, but also be aware of the fact that even though that is technically true, these moves are still amazingly, they can uh, make you uh, you know, hope and things like this, you know, like your, your emotions are still affected at the same time. Rather than being cynical about this fact, you can actually become aware of the usefulness of this strategy. And so this is what I'm talking about. We can like literally become more aware of the different sides of these kinds of metrics by seeing them in experience. Um, and you're going to want to stick to one side or another if, you're, if your bias is towards that one side. Whatever it is that you're looking at. But if you attempt to do this and you attempt to see these both sides, maybe you'll find it. Maybe you won't. But it's something that you have to look for in awareness. You have to see that other side through your experience of this thing. Because there is that other side that you're not seeing. Um, in a very real sense. Uh. <laughs> you know, going beyond politics, going beyond uh, opinions, you know, those kind of things. But going into this understanding in everyday life, basically. Um you know, another understanding is the understanding of impermanence. You may, if you're aware of this understanding of impermanence, you may have the nihilistic understanding of it. Where it's like the ideas of impermanence can make you very you know, sad or whatever, very depressed because you know that one day you're going to end. You think that you're going to end, whatever it is. And... All that you do is basically going to be forgotten and you are going to die, basically, right? Um, but there's actually two sides to the impermanence d debate and argument. Um, and I'm not saying that there is a such thing as permanence. Actually, there's, there, it's actually much more amazing than this. Um, and that is the purpose and beauty and affect you could say of impermanence itself and uh, there was there was this movie i was watching it was called uh afterlife the science of decay or something like this and it was talking about it was showing you basically it was giving you like a a 56 day look into um what happens when something is decaying you know it's looking at meat looking at vegetables and different things and Basically, one of the one of the interesting things about this wasn't that it wasn't just destroying things; it was giving things life because of the fact that it was decaying, it was being destroyed. But this being destroyed was not not all that was happening; it was creating new life, it was creating new plants. Um, like when something decays, it's decaying; it's giving viruses new life, it's giving, um, or bacteria or whatever. It's also giving maggots new life. It's giving 
whatever it is, new life. And once it eventually completely decays, that creates new soil, right, over time. And that creates new plants, new life, this kind of thing. Um, and so it showed the interesting value of impermanence. There's many vitamins and values of impermanence that we don't actually realize because we, uh, many of us are attached to the idea of permanence. Like, oh, don't, li- don't leave me, don't go, you know, this kind of thing, right? Um, one of the major ones that I can think of has to do with, there was a, there was a, tra- there was a Star Trek episode back in the uh, 60s that came out. And it was something that was very enlightening to me at the time. It still kind of is. Where there was a civilization that literally couldn't die. They literally couldn't die because they made made themselves immortal in some way. And so they attempted to eventually... And they I think they did, did, did succeed to in, uh, in getting a disease from one of the members of the uh, the Enterprise or whatever... It's been a while since I've watched it, but yeah, it was very interesting and enlightening about the usefulness and value of impermanence. You see this civilization with so many people and so much going on, and you realize that impermanence actually is useful and is necessary even. Uh, and without, without it, we wouldn't have what we have. And so you can literally become grateful for impermanence, the purposes of it. Um... And the value of it in everyday life. If, you know, if everything was permanent, if nothing died, we would starve, right? We would have a lot of problems, this kind of thing. Um, eventually, we would be overcrowded, whatever, right? And so you, you see the beauty of impermanence. You see how it creates a new cycle of something else. Um, now you might be sad that something is leaving you. Maybe your your watch has died and you've, you've had this watch for 10 years or whatever and uh, you have some kind of attachment to this watch or whatever it is. It doesn't have to be a watch. Maybe it's a dog. Maybe it's something else. But when this watch is finally gone, it's broken, or maybe the dog, or maybe this emotion, or whatever it is, it, it has the potential to bring up something new, something maybe even grander than was originally there. And it has the ability to change your patterns, change your behaviors, change your habits, you know, this kind of thing. Right? Um, the other... There is another way to do this as well, where you may see yourself, because of this idea of impermanence, uh, dying and, and leaving nothing behind, right? You may become aware of the fact that when you die, there will be nothing left of you but bones and flesh and things like this that eventually will just, just decay and die. Um... But what what you become aware of is that over time, the truth of the matter is that that isn't completely true. 
if you have helped build civilization in some way, maybe if it's only as simple as delivering food to people that created uh, and stabilized civilization more, because it was able to keep people from starving, it was able to keep things from being, you know, destroyed. Um, you know, there's this, there's a saying that says that we all stand on the shoulders of giants. And I think this means many things, honestly. It doesn't just mean that when you're in a certain field, whether that be science or whatever, that you are able to do as much as you are in this field because of people before you, like Einstein and things like this. But I also think it means a lot more as well. Um, Where we're talking about civilization as it is now, civilization is, is the way it is now because of the past and how people were able to prop it up further from the past and make it stronger and stronger. So we all live in, in, in on the shoulders of giants, basically, um, in this way. And so when you start to see this, you start to understand that it doesn't really matter that you are, in some ways, forgotten. Um, because... If you are in some ways contributing, which most people are in some ways, if you're you know, doing something, if you're employed at a company, even if it's as simple as you know doing bills at a company or whatever, it still helps that company to do the things that it needs to do to prop up civilization. You know, because civilization is like such a a broad thing that, like, it literally requires hundreds of thousands of, if not millions of people to participate and do the things that need to be done for it to keep going, for it to flourish, for it to be what it is. Because, like I've said before, nothing happens in a vacuum, uh, which literally means, like, if you are ordering DoorDash, there's many things going on here. It's not that you're just ordering something and that that comes to you, somebody has to come and pick it up. Somebody has to make it. Somebody has to, um, you know, grow the food. Somebody has to make the, uh, you know, raise the chickens or the cows or whatever it is that you're eating. Somebody has to uh, help that person survive in other ways. And so this props up civilization more and more and more over time. So the more that you can start to see this, the more you can start to see why gratitude is so, uh, why it's important to be so grateful because, uh, you know, we all stand on the shoulders of giants. This is a very deep, broad topic that you could literally make an, uh, a 10 hour episode on and it wouldn't be covering this deep enough, honestly. So, whenever you find yourself getting stuck on one side of something like, oh, how, how dare he do this, or how dare this happening to me, have happened to me, happening to me, uh, uh, whatever it is, try to see if you can become aware of the other side of this somehow, um, whatever it is. You know, we, we need to start to become aware 
of the fact that civilization is not something that just is handed to us. Because sometimes I think a lot of us, uh, especially if you're really comfortable, or especially if you are kind of more stage, you know, green or whatever, you almost think that civilization is something that should be handed to you on a silver platter. All these things should be handed to you, like college and things like this. Um, and what you realize is that it's actually much more complicated. There's much more going on here. Because we we do all stand on the shoulders of giants. And it's it's actually extremely amazing what we've been able to achieve over the past even hundred years. We've gone from a industrial-based age uh, where there was a lot more pollution to an age where there was a lot less pollution. There's still some problems, don't get me wrong, but there's a lot less problems than people think there is. So, things like this is what we can become aware of as we go about our daily lives. And this is something that I um, urge you to do if you are interested in creating balance within yourself. So anyways, if you enjoyed this episode, this is a specifist and I'll talk to the next one.